Do you ever wonder why some podcasts are so successful? Do you wish that you could replicate the success of some of the top podcasts? So do we. And we believe there is no harm in asking. So we're questioning everything about how podcasts are produced, hosted, and monetized. This is No Harm in Asking. I'm Eric Byron. And I'm Michael Kerr, always ready to share my opinion. We review podcasts and look for clues to why some make it big. And some don't make it at all. This week, we'll be talking sports podcasting with our first of a three-part series. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration. All right, Michael, this is... Little different. So, start of season two. We're gonna season do, two. All right. Yeah, yeah. Season two. Now we're gonna do a a series. We haven't done this before. But we've decided we're gonna go after a particular genre now. Focus in on this and see what we can learn from from sports podcasting. But why did we pick this genre? Well, I think this has got to be the biggest of all of the podcasting genres. This has got to be. This has got to be it, right? This is the. This is the. Is it? This is the monster of podcasting. I would think. <laughs> you know, we've had a number of people reach out to us, or and I've had the opportunity to interact with a bunch of people on Facebook too, who have started sports podcasts, and and it's tough. It's it's a it's a tough slog. I mean, the competition is enormously difficult, and so we really wanted to drill down into you know what has the potential to make really interesting sports podcasts, and I think what interests me here. Is that I'm what I what I was most shocked at is that there are really some who came right from the grassroots and where do they come from right who are these people like nobody's <laughs> yeah and yet they've been actually able to make it in this in this genre yeah I agree this is an interesting genre because there there are some examples of spectacular success folks with millions of followers and. Right. And but, they didn't come from the, you know, they weren't sports athletes or they weren't from the journalists with a journalist background. And, and yeah. that's, I think, what I think what, that's what makes it potentially exciting. Yeah. There's also tremendous diversity within this genre. Right. From the, the folks that do come from ESPN or sports journalists background, the professional athletes who, you know, retired and now have a podcast or they have name recognition when they started to, as you pointed out, these folks who are just kind of some guys who right. like to talk sports and got together and started a podcast and have actually done very, very well at but it. But if you have an expertise, whether it's uh, fantasy football or trading cards or deep dives into the stories about athletes or obviously anything from you know local high school all the way up to professional yeah. if if you've got a, a real expertise there's an opportunity for you to to you know to start yeah um, well, and to make a difference this so right we kind of study podcasts and we're trying to learn about what makes podcasts successful what do you think we're going to learn from this genre that extends beyond it 
right? Are there things that other podcasters who are not specifically wanting to do a sports podcast, is there, is there stuff they can learn from this genre that they could take back to whatever they're doing in podcasting? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I'm sure, I hope there are. So, I mean, if you're not a sports podcaster, I hope you listen to these three reviews. Obviously, that's, um, you know, what we're trying to accomplish here. If you're going to start, there's got to be some sort of viral element. You've, you've got to figure out how you're going to get that initial audience to listen yeah. to your, your show. So, uh, I think we can, we can showcase some good examples of what some sports podcasters are, were able to do, particularly if they didn't have name recognition right off the bat. Right. I mean, that's one. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I hope so too. I think that there's some very interesting kind of fundamental things also that we see the really successful ones doing that we're going to be able to highlight and, you know, our good takeaways, I think, for any podcaster yeah. in terms of structure and format and timing and entertainment value, you know, added in that most of the guys uh, I've also noticed who are really successful at this mix in you know, pop culture and other elements. So they're not just super, super focused on the sports right. thing. I, I listen to a number, even yeah. if you've got a niche, like I, I went off and I listened to hockey, college hockey podcast from okay. some college in the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> they didn't, they didn't, they didn't just focus They're so on. Canadian. I know. Well, I, they didn't focus just on that. And that's okay, right? You yeah. can talk about NHL. You can talk about Canadian. You know, this was in Minnesota, but yeah. they talked Canadian hockey. They talked NHL okay. and they talked local, local college hockey. And yeah. that's fine. And, and that, that gives you the opportunity to, to grab different kinds of people and different interests and expand your knowledge. Yep. Um, you know, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the kind of the depth and breadth of this genre. I mean, there's, how many? I, I couldn't. There's countless sports podcasts. I I looked up just to see how many were on the Red Sox. Right, so I'm a big Red Sox fan, and without hesitation, I found 20 podcasts that are specific just to the Boston Red Sox. My sister went to the University of Florida, and I looked up uh, Gator podcasts, and there was a ranking like. And they stopped right. after 30, right? Yeah. 30, just, this is just one college football program in yeah. Gainesville, Florida. And that is, you know, we're looking at, you're looking at a competition of, of 30. Cause I tell a lot of these people that I interact with on Facebook, I say, well, go niche, right? Go niche. And, and yeah. you think, well, how, how niche do I have to go? Right. But already, if you, you know, you're going to be late to the game, even if you decide, oh, I'm going to do a podcast yeah. on a one single college sports team, there's already competition of, of dozens. They're, so, right. so you're, you may even have to go uh, more niche than that, right? Yeah. So I will say, I think I, I agree with you that for entry into this, the, the, the bar is pretty high if you want to talk broadly right. about sports. So for entry to start in a niche market, and be very specific, whether that's, you say, a college town and you go after that sports or it's the Boston Red Sox. But you better, you still better be an expert. You, you still, you have to be really well informed, really well connected. Because this is, again, and, and we talk about things that relate to other podcasts, right? One of the things that I absolutely believe is true here and is true everywhere else is if you're going to do a podcast, you need to have those aha moments, right? Where you're talking about your team and or your sport 
and you reveal something, you share something that your audience goes, oh, that's new information. I didn't know that. You connected a dot for me. Now something makes sense that I didn't see before, right? So the really good ones, the ones who are going to be successful in this are the ones who know their sport so well, are so connected that they can pull out that information that keeps you coming back as a fan because you go, you know, I've listened to the game, but I'm not getting this. I want their perspective. I want the information that they have because it's additive. It adds value right. and to my experience to, as a fan. And you've got to showcase that to other podcasters and they've got to eventually appreciate and realize this and then bring you on the, on your show, on their show yeah, so that yeah. the whole sort of, I know we use the word incestuous, but this, you know, this is what it is. It's an ecosystem, um, yeah. especially in the sports realm where you've got to showcase your expertise so that you're getting on other podcasts. This is the way you yeah. grow your audience. Yeah. Now, we you don't have about- to call me out, no, by I- the way, for, you know, <clears throat> describing somebody as incestuous. But you talk about, network. you know, you talk about niche. So it's not just, you know, you don't have to talk about sports in general. So there are, there are genres even within the sports space. Yeah. That have to do with fantasy sports. There's uh, there's trading cards. I know you listen to one that that dive deep into uh, individual athletes and the stories behind who they were as storytelling within sports. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. these are you know there's opportunities here. I think if you just think that you can sit back and jaw with your buddies from high school because you all kind of played on the junior varsity team. And you think that this gonna this is gonna translate? I think you really need to take a hard look at, at whether or not you know you've got a chance at, at doing this because I think that is the most difficult thing yeah. to break through in. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing talk about this being a higher bar. So we've always talked about since we started this and ourselves, right? That there's no barrier to entry into podcasting. Anybody can pick up a mic and go. This genre is different. I think this is much more challenging because you've really gotta know it. Right. Yes. And, and the best ones, you know, we talked about this, right? They're almost, you know, um, <laughs> savant in almost, terms of their yeah. like ability just, to, to quote statistics and remember, you know, who won the Super Bowl in 1984 and the score and who is the quarterback yeah, and I, what stats from the game. And, and they can, you know, rattle this stuff off and, and the stories that they tell and the, the things that they remember and can reference back and, it's just amazing to me what they remember. I think I think the bar is set. So when you know, if you listen to the guys on the radio or you listen to your local broadcast from you know whatever hockey, baseball, football, yep. um, those guys on the radio or on TV are being fed statistics constantly from their stats guys yep, behind yep. the scene. You know, we we mentioned this a little bit when we talked earlier, and so that's your expectation. So my expectation when I'm listening to a sports broadcast is that. I'm constantly going to get accurate statistical information immediately in the conversation. And if I don't get it, then I'm just going to be bored. Or if the sportscaster is like, oh, Bob, who won the 1967 Super Bowl? And if you don't, if you don't know it, then you you look at these guys going, you know, I I don't, I don't get it. Like they clearly knew this. Everybody that I watch on TV knows the answer or is fed it instantaneously. Yep. And so you, you simply can't get away with not being at the same level. Yeah. And so now, I think even the, the best ones though, right? So like, you know, Bill Simmons and some of these other guys we've been listening to, they have somebody who's also doing fact check for them. So they do sometimes get it wrong. They do. I, and, I agree. And I think that this is also kind of 
cool about this genre that they will have somebody either interrupt them, right? They have permission to jump in and go, hey, hey Bill, wait yeah. a minute. You know, you just said that guy you know, was batting 400 and he was actually only batting 375 that year. Yeah. They'll come in and, and correct them or they'll do it at the end. Right. So right? I know PTI did this. I, <clears throat> I remember we talked to yeah, we talked a lot about party interruption, and they did the same thing. Another so at the, at the end, yeah. they would always go, "Oh, tell me what mistakes we made," and they would read them off, and it would be you know part of the shtick of yeah. the of the pot of the uh, in this case of the show. Yeah. So I think there's also in this genre there's a lot of examples too. So again, we talk about this. Um, you know, anybody can pick up a mic and do a podcast, but many of the folks who are in this space, the popular ones, are coming from other media format. So whether they're doing a radio show for years or they've been on ESPN, they're doing, you know, live stream, you know, recorded or video blog, you know, YouTube stuff. And the podcast is just an additional channel for them. So you're also competing with those guys True. in this space. If you just decide you're going to pick up a mic and, but again, we've seen some success with this. There's a takeoff on PTI um, called Pardon My Take. That's literally just some guys. I think they started, uh, I don't know, around 2016. We'll, we'll talk more about them in, in a, one of the coming episodes here. But these guys are just some guys who were enthusiasts, sports fans. They started doing this. It was, and it literally sounds like some guys who just, you know, sitting at the bar <laughs> talking sports. And they've done incredibly well. So they didn't have all those resources. They didn't have all that backing and fame before they started. They now have millions of followers. Right. And the other example yeah. of that is the the talking baseball guys. So I read a great article on, yep. on those guys. And again, just a couple of guys who liked to talk, to talk baseball, met at Central Connecticut State and became friends moved to New York City, kept talking baseball on their own. They started off doing something viral. So um, the one guy, John Boy, I think is what he goes <laughs> okay. by, his specialty was he was able to figure out what people were talking about in the dugout. This, so he would dugout. watch yeah. clips from, from MLB. He would be able to figure out what they were saying. And then he would put it on YouTube and he would fill in what they were saying. This was a huge hit. So these little one, two-minute yeah. clips put every night on YouTube, and they went and viral. They, they used yeah. that as their springboard into their podcast. And now today, yeah. Talking Baseball is one of the top, I want to say top uh, 10 baseball podcasts. Yeah. And these guys do not come from a journalistic background. They're you know not obviously professional sports uh, you know guys. Yeah. And yet they've been able to make it. So it gives you hope. It's yes. you know we say oh yeah that the bar is high and it is high, but it's not it's not impossible. But if it you've can't- got a, a interesting format, a different angle on it, yes, there is right. space. If you can build and, that if you can yeah. build up some virality and bring something and take an audience with you and and the interesting thing about baseball so and major league baseball. It was very supportive of this. So Major League Baseball obviously is having a bit of a, tru- a bit of trouble getting a younger audience. So unlike, say, basketball or right. football, which seems to be able to generate interest amongst youngsters, baseball has been a little bit more difficult over the past, I want to say, a couple decades. Yeah. So they were very encouraged. So 
because you know they had these guys they you know they used some saltier language they you know they the way yep. they spoke was a little bit unique and this this brought a younger audience to major league baseball so they began supporting it yep. um they've even got a major leaguer ex major leaguer now part of the team so they've been able to continually expand and make this so again there i think there's hope you I know mean, that's what in my opinion that yeah. shows hope for everybody yeah and i do think that one of the the things there and this also crosses genres, right, is you got to put in the effort here. There's no question. The ones who are successful at this, they work really hard. They're dedicated and persistent and they plug away and they plug away and they learn their sport and they make those connections. They're out hustling, say, whether that's running down the ball boy and talking to him, cornering somebody who, you know, might have been in the dugout and just trying to get some scoop, right? You got to work hard. Those those, uh, talking baseball guys, they moved, you know, they were in New York City, like they have some cushy office in Manhattan. They, you know, they got on the train and they open an office in the Bronx. And I can tell you, you know, when you walk out of Yankee Stadium, I, it's it's not a great place, I can tell you. But they set their office right across, from, you know, set right across from Yankee Stadium. And that was because they want to walk across the street and they want to see the guys coming out of the stadium and, you know, and talk to them. Yeah. That's just what you got to do. And we've yeah. talked to a number of guys who are in like sports, ta- you know, college sports towns and they're doing podcasts on NBA. I go, what are you doing? Like, Get yourself down, you know, go talk to the water boy and go talk to the high school coach and go, you know, yeah. that to me, that shows commitment and the level of commitment that's needed for success in this space. Yeah. Let's talk about the challenge for a single host. So this was one of the things I think you and I both picked up on as we listened to some of these that the best at this all seem to have a co-host or a, or a set of folks who come on the show, and this is where my incestuous comment came up too, right, with Bill Simmons and the fact that uh, you know, he's got the Ringer Network now, which has, I don't know, 20 or 25 different podcasts. And it's this whole group of experts in different sports, and they're all on each other's shows all yeah. the time as guest hosts. But that ability to play off of somebody else, as opposed to some of the ones we've seen struggle, right? So like, there's this guy who uh, we've talked to and trying to help out here who's got he, – he's been doing his own sports podcast, 600 episodes. But it's basically – it's just him. Yeah. He sits at a mic and he talks about his observations of these games and bless his heart that he's been continuing to do this for years and has produced so many episodes, but now he's really starting to question why it hasn't taken off. And I do think that this is, it's really hard if it's just you. Uh, Again, you need those aha moments. It's not just uh aha. I mean, I think, you know, we want to, we want to hear that debate, right? You want that banter to occur. You know, I, we we used to do startup consulting. Well, Um, I still do. I still do. (laughs) When a solo, solo founder comes to me and- I, I say, are you telling me that you couldn't convince one other person in this entire world that doing this startup is a good idea? Then I'm not sure why anybody else should listen to you. And I think I think that yeah. you know holds here. If you can't convince one other person that I've got something here, then I, I'm I'm not convinced that that you're going to make it. I and the problem with just being a solo founder is it. I think the when you look at when you look at the best sports podcast and maybe we'll talk a little bit yeah. more about format because I, yeah. I think they're tied in here 
And that is that the ability to break it up is so vital. If you have a solo podcast, you're much more likely to fall into that situation where you're just constantly going on and on. You almost need a bell, right? Much like pardon the interruption where you got <laughs> two minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jaw, 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 ding. jaw, jaw. Ding. All right. Next topic, right? Yeah. Because otherwise- no, I, Yeah. It keeps I, it keeps it moving. Keeps so, it yeah. Well, let's talk about format because I do think that this is very interesting and and I agree. So, well, I mean, some of the other ones we've reviewed recently like- Joe Rogan, who you know was on for two, three, four hours, uh, just conversation with somebody, and there doesn't appear to be any segments right. or structure to it often. But these guys, the the best ones, are very structured. Very structured. They have, right. in some cases, uh, again, like PTI, they actually have a list visually. If you watch the show, right, where you can see what the topics are they're going to cover, and they go down it and they keep track of of what they've covered. But yeah, the solo ones, even the solo ones, and, and this was one of the pieces of advice I gave uh, to one of these guys too, was that you, you can't just be all over the map, right? And say, oh, I'm, I'm talking about NBA and now I'm talking about NFL. Oh, and by the way, here's the latest golf thing that happened. And now wait, I'm back on NBA again. And oh, wait, oh, talk about some college I mean, you can. I mean, don't get me wrong. PTI does it. But yeah. again, they kept it to two-minute intervals. And I'm okay with this format, right? So if you want to talk, fine. If you're a sports bred, if that's your expertise, I know everything. And you want to talk golf and football and baseball and college, go ahead. But itemize it, have the debate, and then move on to the next one. It can can be done. But you're absolutely right. You need to figure out what this segment is all about. And people need to understand what it is. Because again, if you're all over the map, people are not going to be able to follow it. You have to kind of declare what's your your focus, right? I think if you're all sports, then you're all sports and call it all sports. And you may talk about rugby or <laughs> cricket or whatever. Who yeah. knows, right? But your audience expects you're going to be all over the place. You're going to talk about different sports. And I'm interested in all different sports from, you know, bicycling to yeah. NASCAR. I, I think the vast- Formula One, right? Whatever. But if you're saying you're talking basketball, talk basketball. Yeah. And I honestly yeah. do believe that niche is, for the vast majority of people, I, I think niche is the, the best route to go. Yeah. It just allows you to focus on one thing, become an expert in that one thing. People are going to tune in to listen to that one sport because that's what they care about. Yeah. It's very difficult to do these these generic sports unless yeah. unless you're unless you're doing it on a city. So yeah. if you're a Toronto sports fan or you're a New York sports fan, fine. Talk about the, you know the Knicks yeah. and the Yankees and the Mets, right? That's all good because yeah. you're a cuz you're a New York fan. Yep. For these podcasts that are, are typically not city orientated, there's no question. I, yeah. I think yeah. that I think that picking picking a niche is the way to go. And you know, I've been interacting with another guy on Facebook yeah. and he's located in Southern Arkansas, and he started saying bad things about uh, Arkansas football, and he was talking that he had loyalties to Oklahoma, and I was just looking at this, going, "What are you doing? Like this For is the local market. This in is Arkansas, crazy. Right? Why would you? Why would you burn on you know episode number one? <laughs> the majority of people who are going to start listening to you are interested in the local team. So yeah, you know, don't badmouth the local team." There are just some some fundamental things that that are that are going to get you going. So yeah. So the other thing I thought was interesting in terms of format with a number of these shows was the kind of game entertainment elements yeah. within them. So again, PTI does this. 
pardon the take, uh, pardon my take, excuse me, uh, is one of the ones I listen to. They have kind of game entertainment things, pop culture stuff that's in there. But like, so one of the ones I started listening to that's a Red Sox one, actually it's not directly Red Sox, it's a baseball one. It's called Beat the Streak. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was an interesting format too. It's a daily podcast. It's short, 15, 20 minutes every day, but it's also a video game. So you've got this game and I I installed it on my app and I'm I'm playing it now. We'll see uh, if I can get a streak going here. But the whole concept of the podcast is that they talk about the daily, you know, rundown and kind of the games, who's playing today, what are the scores, but they're also following in the game who's been able to name the players that are going to hit each day. Get a hit, yeah. right? So you got to pick your player and say, oh, this guy's going to get a hit in today's game against the Diamondbacks or whatever, right? Yeah. And so if he does, you got a one-day streak. The goal is to get to 56, actually 57, right? The the record <laughs> this, is 56. Ted Williams. Uh, right. 50. Yeah. And you can win $5.6 million wow. if you get to that streak and nobody has done it yet. Okay, quick fact check. I was talking about the 56-game streak, and Michael jumped in and said that was Ted Williams. Correction, that was Joe DiMaggio in 1941. Just want to get the facts straight. So I also heard about this one by listening to the Red Sox game. They promote it constantly during ad time on the radio. Uh, they're promoting this podcast. Do they read the names off? So on the podcast, they do tell you who the leaderboard is, right? So I think there's right now, there's somebody who's at like 40 is at the top of the list. Do people use their real names or they use like crazy No, you use nickname stuff. So anyway, uh, that's a very interesting concept format. Apparently, they're doing very, very well. Of course, they have prize money. Say they have a game that they developed and it is under the MLB network. So this is a sponsored licensed game. Uh, I signed into the game with my MLB subscription okay. account to play the game. The creativity in this particular genre, I think, is is um, is what really makes it yeah. unique. You're seeing with regards to format and then these gaming things. If you think that you can just get your buddies together and jaw for 45 minutes. You better minutes. be really, really you, you good at it. You better be really, really, really good at it. Now, don't get me wrong. We've seen a lot of the ex-athletes, I think, can pull this off. So if, that you, is a whole sub- if you've got general within this, three yeah, or four yeah. ex-NFL guys and they're just going to sit on their yeah. leather couches and kind of jaw, there's an audience for that. If you are not that, then then yeah. creativity is the name of the game. And you you before you launch your first episode, you need to – Say, hey, this is how we're going to break this into chunks, yeah. and this is how you know this is what we're going to do, and this is when we're going to move on. And you've yeah. got to make sure that your point is made, and the two hosts really have to be able to engage with each other in a way that is amusing and like and us, fun, <laughs> like us. <laughs> you know, it's really, yeah. it's really got to gel, and and it's pretty obvious and complimentary too. That's another thing I noticed about these guys is that they they often have slightly different expertise. Or experience or background, right? So they they play off of each other and they're additive, not both basically uh, saying the same thing or the right. same opinions. 
uh, on stuff. So I, I think that's important dynamic there. If you're picking a co-host, right, pick somebody that's not identical to you in terms of their uh, experience and what they've been paying attention to, their expertise uh, within uh, whatever market you're you're focusing on. I listened to um, Bob McCowan. So Bob McCowan was a, uh, a Toronto radio guy for you know my whole life, literally. And okay. uh, he's got a new podcast that's been launched. So he's ancient. He is. <laughs> but Bob McCowan <laughs> plays the straight guy. You know, he did for years. He did the business of sports, which was very, which was very much about again the business of sports. This yeah. was his. This was his specialty. So they, it it was much more about the financial uh, business orientation yeah. of sports. But he plays a great kind of straight guy and he doesn't get emotional and it works really, really well for him. So it can work. Right. You don't have, you know, the, the banter is engaging and you respect him yeah. and, you know, he's got the knowledge. Yep. But again, you play yeah. to your strengths, right, with yeah. this thing and do what you can. Yeah, that's funny. I actually listened to, you said, you know, he doesn't get angry. I listened to one this morning, the Red Sox the other day. I shared this with you, right? They lost to Toronto 28 to 5. <laughs> and I listened to one of the Red Sox podcasts afterwards, and this host went off on a tirade. I mean, he was screaming into the microphone. He was so angry at the Red Sox. Anyway, so. <laughs> So this we said at the beginning, this is going to part one of at least a three-part series. So what's coming? What what else are we going to talk about here in this? Well, I think we should pick a couple of the ones that we think are doing really, really well. Yeah. I've talked yeah. about the talking baseball guys. I think I think maybe that's on the list. That's worth talking about. Yeah. I think so we've talked about pardon the interruption. And pardon my take, which is kind of a knockoff. I think we can do something. Kind of off the right. two I of think, those. I think these yeah. guys, obviously Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornhauser, you know, I used to listen to them 20 years ago. And it really, to me, it's not a podcast, although it wasn't a podcast 20 years ago. It is a podcast. It is now and published think, as a podcast. I think they also, both right? have their own podcasts as well yeah. today. But the but they really they really revolutionized revolutionized the the for the concept of the format. And then they really, I think, revolutionized the interview. Yeah. section. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably do one around, you know, Bill Simmons and the Ringer network because not only is the Bill Simmons show itself absolutely top of the class here in terms of success in this uh, genre, but um, he also has that whole range of other podcasts within his network. So, so that may be an interesting one. The other one I liked, that's a very different format and you mentioned it earlier. So the um, athletic football show does some stuff that's really storytelling. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, stats and review of scores from a recent game. It's the stories of the players or coaches and the personalities uh, in the in the games. The other thing I think is interesting about this genre, there's sort of the sideline things like DraftKings has their own, anything that's yeah. related to um, sports betting, they've got their own podcast. So it is, you know, if you want to get into this, again, you've got to appreciate who you're competing with yeah. because there is enormous amount of money in this space. And yeah. for you to be able to get guests, for you to be able to, to push above the, as we say, the bar, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So, so lots of great content. Yeah, coming. lots of opportunity to sort of talk about where we think maybe the yeah. opportunities and, and we've got to get are. focused here Michael cuz <laughs> there's too many there's too, many. too many things to talk about. Well I've listened to probably 20 different 
sports podcasts in the last week, just yeah. trying to sample so many different things. And I'm just uh, amazed at how much is out there and how much really good content there is. All right. Well, that was part one of our series on sports podcasting. Stay tuned for several more podcasts as we review shows like PTI, Bill Simmons, and others. Please subscribe so you never miss a review. You've been listening to No Harm in Asking with Michael Kerr and Eric Byron. Thanks for listening. If you would like us to review your podcast, please let us know. This podcast is sponsored by Colab.me, the free-to-use platform for interview planning, preparation, and collaboration.